0: Silent.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of TLB Talk Radio. And the title of today's show is Free and Equal. Let's Talk Elections. And that is for Sunday, December 3rd, 2023. Let me get through the intro here, and then we will dive into what I consider to be um, a really good show for this audience. So, hello and welcome again to episode number 93 of TLB Talk Radio on Republic Broadcasting Network. I am your host, Roger Landry, TLB. Um, And again, the title of the show is Free and Equal. Let's Talk Elections. And let's wind through this opening as quickly as I can. But TLB Talk Radio is sponsored by TLB Project's newest project, and that is the social media website, TLBTalk.com. Come and join us and say what needs to be said. As usual, before I get started, I'd like to once again say thank you to RBN. Please donate to the platform to Sam, who is the producer for everything he does for Annie over at Shake and Wake, who replays this show every Thursday and is a big fan of um, RBN. And uh, my Eagles, I report is on her network on Wednesdays from three to four central. It is platforms like this to allow the Liberty Beacon Project to help to get their word out as widely as possible. Also want to mention that we are in the John Statmiller book drive. This is the third week. All of the information will be available. It's your way to help support um, RBN. All of the information will be available in the article, include a direct link over to the information on RBN. Um, In the article that's published tomorrow with this uh, show embedded in it. As always, I state that the message I bring you today is not entertainment, nor is it baseless guesses, but it's remote possibilities in a lot of cases. And most of what I deliver is in-your-face reality, recorded facts, or depending on our course of action and inevitability. And no, I'm not going to beat that up today because I just don't have the time. Okay. Okay. So, um, what we're looking at right now is uh, I'm getting a message from a possible guest. So, if you guys could hold on for a second, I need to find out what's going on here. <laughs> um, and have you gotten a, a message from her at all yet, Sam? Okay, um I don't know because I don't know where her message is on Skype. All that Skype told me was that she sent me a message. So um, give me one more second, people. I'm going to try and find this. This is a very important guest. And I'm not seeing her message here. (laughs) Okay. All right. Let me type a message to her. I found her message. R-B-N. Sorry about this, people. But you will understand, believe me. Okay, I am live now. Okay, so... I'm not going to tell you who it is, but what I am going to do is I'm going to give you a little bit of a prelude into the topic, okay? First off, this is America, all right? So let's go over the title one more time. Free and equal, let's talk elections. Right, This is America, a union of states. Okay, I just got another message. And Sam, she said she would be available at 15 after the hour. Okay. And I just sent her a message saying, cool. (laughs) All right. So very, very good. So for everybody listening, believe me, this is worth it. This is a guest I would really like to have a discussion with on air, and I would like her to be able to present some phenomenal information. So she will be here at 15 after. That gives me about six or seven minutes to do the preliminaries I wanted to do. So let's go through this again. This is America, a union of states governed by a Constitution and a Bill of Rights. America is not and never has been a democracy, even though this is what I don't know, our politicians openly state and our children's teachers teach. America is a constitutional republic with its focus on the rights of the individual. Something that cannot be argued in a democracy. And a primary reason our founders avoided making us a democracy. You would be able to tell that listening to our Politicians today, though, in America, excuse me, our elections, be they local, be they state or national, are we the people's ticket to the main show? The decision, you know, making as it will. What's going to affect our lives going forward? It's our ability to go in and do things that we know will affect our lives. If this system is sound and dependable. It truly represents, then it's exactly what our founders wished for, an electoral system whereby we, the people, had a voice and could make it known. But if it's rigged via the presence or absence of money or via any mechanism of illegal ballots or ballot counting, then it not only makes a mockery out of our system of governance, but also of us for having tolerated it at all. And back to the money issue real quick here. Did our founder intend for only the rich or the well-off to be able to run for office? Are they the only people that know what this country needs? Are they the only people we can trust? Or was it their intention that powerful corporations would spend so much on a candidate or Mainstream media could be so biased for a candidate with their coverage that any unwanted challenger is basically unheard or not a significant threat because this is what we face today. In all that I have said so far, can anyone tell me how the hell our elections today could ever be called free and equal? Are some? Yes, they are. Are most? I think you know the answer to that, especially after the couple, the last couple national elections. But who's doing anything about this, people? It is a rampant problem. Who's doing anything? We're going to jump into a discussion In a few minutes, with the founder of Free and Equal, an organization our founders would be proud of. So let me start this all off by giving you a little bit of history. Founded in 2008 by electoral reform and voters rights leader Christina Tobin. Free and Equal leads national, state, and local efforts to transform the electoral system in the United States. Free and Equal hosts open gubernatorial, presidential, and senatorial debates, including the 2008, 2012, 2016, and 2020 presidential debates, moderated by Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist Chris Hedges broadcast legend Larry King, Tom Hartman of Free Speech TV, Emmy Award winning actor Ed Asner and Christina Tobin. All right, let's give you a little bit about Christina because I got an idea most of you are guessing who my guest is going to be, which I'm thrilled. I originally met Christina over a dozen years ago through a mutual friend, Zach Cruz Carter, and The conversation I had with her back then impressed me. But what has Christina done since the last time I had a show with her? Christina Tobin is a thought leader in the electoral reform and voters' rights movements. She is the founder and chair of both the nonprofit Free and Equal Elections Foundation and the petitioning company Free and Equal Incorporated. Free and Equal Elections Foundation leads national, state, and local efforts to transform the electoral system by hosting U.S. presidential debates, producing electoral reform symposiums, and Free and Equal TV, building... Coalitions organizing United We Stand events, which we will get into, uniting the younger generations with musicians, artists and thought leaders and creating a blockchain election assistant app to bring transparency to the electoral system, inspire individuals to run for office and empower voters and information on all their candidates choices. I'm going to tell you something right now, and it's probably the last thing I get to say before I bring Christina into this discussion. And that is, if you take a look at the system today, I talk to a lot of people. I do it intentionally to find out what their perspective is. A lot of people today do not bother to vote because they do not trust the system. If it wasn't for organizations like what Christina founded and runs This would be getting worse. But Christina's group does a hell of a lot to help bring this to light. What do people need to say to us that are running for office? And why is it that only the rich can run for office? What about if somebody doesn't have a whole lot of money but some damn good ideas and knows what's going wrong in America? Should we listen to them? Will someone give that person a voice? I think so. Sam, have we got our guest in? Hello? All right. Okay. All right. So I'm hoping she does. (laughs) Um, A little bit more about Free and Equal is um, since 2009, Free and Equal has hosted annual electoral reform symposiums uniting intellectuals and experts to share debate and offer reforms to the current U.S. electoral system. Look, how many times have we done shows where we have discussed over and over again what we see as, I don't know, um, an electoral system that's not functioning? It isn't. Where we see systems whereby um, drop boxes and people in the middle of the night are depositing hundreds of, upon hundreds of ballots. Where we see um, ballots coming out from under desks after people have been sent home and the counting was done for the day and a massive amount of ballots are counted into the system. And again, it's not just about that fact. It isn't also has a lot to do with um, how, again, how do we represent your ability to run for office? Do we make people feel that if they don't have massive endorsements or if they don't have huge monetary endorsements, if their voice isn't going to be as loud, that there aren't going to be people out there that are going to back them? That something like free and equal doesn't exist to give them a voice so people do understand there's actually somebody here who's got a hell of a voice, who knows exactly what we're going through, who has some real good ideas. But if we were to listen to mainstream media, we would never get to hear this individual. So, all right, well, Sam, I guess we'll take it to the break and then I will try and get a hold of her during the break. Um, but I'm not sure why she hasn't come in. She did tell me she was waiting till quarter after and she would be a part of the discussion. Anyway, we will get her in. Like I said, you just heard me say, even if it's during the break, we will find a way to get Christina into the discussion. But as I'm saying here, we're talking about elections. Okay, we're talking about the voice of we the people. We're talking about the difference between um, an authoritarian government and a constitutional republic whereby we, the people, have a voice. We're talking about a government today that does everything to shut you and I up if it goes against their entrenched beliefs or what they wish us to believe. We're talking about Twittergate or, I don't know, uh Twitter files. We're talking about how many more that are associated with that. We're talking about a government that has real... Oh, look at this! (laughs) We have Christina here, and I'm going to stop right there, right with what I was saying. And uh, yeah, this is a radio show, so we don't get to see audio, I mean video, but I get to see Christina, and I haven't seen her in years, and I love your sweater. I really do. Um, I I think think... I think the last time you and I talked was over 12 years ago, Christine. Yeah. yeah. And that was with something Zach had set up back then as well. Because I think Zach was part of that discussion. Okay. Look, my friend. Yes, he's I, been with
2: us like 15 years
1: now. Yeah, and that the first picture I ever saw of Zach Cruz Carter was when I was going through your website the other day. That's the first time I ever saw and I've known Zach for a long time. So anyway, what I have just gone through is an intro, the first couple of paragraphs of your intro off the website, and then the first two paragraphs of your bio on the site. Now, what I also told everybody is the importance of elections in this country and the fact that it's not fair if you don't have a lot of money, if you don't have a lot of mainstream media beating your door down then your ability to get your word out as far and wide may not be anywhere near as effective as that individual who does have a lot of monetary backing or mainstream media backing. What I'd like you to do, because you're the founder of this, and I'm proud to say this, I would love you to go through what the hell drove you to do this, to start this? What is free and equal? And... The motivation behind it. And what do you see today? Because you are the answers to a lot of the things I complain about.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot of things that um, I like to say we have room for improvement. And I feel a, a new paradigm rising. I see it happening. And what got me into the electoral arena was 25 years ago. I was 17 years of age when I saw my father run uh, when my father ran for governor of Illinois as a Libertarian Party candidate, third party in 1998. And wow. I saw the flaws of the judicial system, what they did in that case uh, to many other candidates as well. Uh, but in that case, my father, they wrongfully knocked him off the ballot. Not only did he have to gather five times more signatures than Democrats and Republicans, it being only 5,000 in Illinois, was 25,000 for a third party. He turned in over 60,000 Uh, The hearing officer recommended he be placed on the ballot and the state board of elections still ruled him off the ballot. Why? Because he was an outsider, a threat to the system. He was at the peak of his career. My father, having run Taxpayers United of America for almost 40 years, he passed away two years ago, this December 15th. And so my dad is truly an inspiration in me getting into the electoral arena. And next thing I knew, four years later, I was gathering 5000 signatures With a clipboard and became his coordinator to get him on the ballot as lieutenant governor in 2002. And then two years later, independent Ralph Nader gave me a call. And I really spent a good decade of my life helping to coordinate and gather millions of signatures to get candidates on the ballot. So after about a decade around the corrupt Chicago Board of Elections, uh, I worked for Ralph Nader nationally in 08 to get him on the ballot as an independent for president, overseeing that entire ballot drive. And Ralph Nader put on and opened the presidential debates rally, and that really stemmed the creation, sparked that is the creation of my nonprofit, Free and Equal Elections. Well, I've
1: got to tell you something. It's not only necessary, but it's this is its time, all right? Because you and I both know that we haven't had an absolutely one hundred percent free and fair election in this country in probably several generations, but. We have seen it epitomized in the last 10 years. The 2016 vote, the 2018 vote, the 2020 vote, the 2022 vote, we are seeing more and more of we the people, Americans saying, wait a minute, that wasn't right. Wait a minute. I saw this. This isn't right. Wait a minute. Why did this happen? Wait a minute. Why isn't anybody doing anything about this? Okay. So now we have a group of people that are focused on our elections. I want to know in your heart, okay, today it's all about money if you want to run for office. How hard and what type of endeavors do you guys use to get somebody who may not be a gazillionaire, but has some really good ideas and wishes to run for office, giving them a platform where they can be heard. Free and equal. Does that mean it doesn't matter if you've got $10 million or $10? If you're running for office, you get equal exposure. Is that what it means, Christina?
2: It's true. It does. I The name free and, free and equal came from... Article One, Section Three of the Illinois Constitution. So when I did the ballot access there in Chicago, Illinois for a decade, uh, I was I saw the free and equal, and I said if I, when I win, I create a nonprofit one day. It's going to be called Free and Equal Elections article one section three all elections shall be free and equal and we go through this historically every 30 50 or so years in a cycle we it is very clear that the military industrial complex needs to fill its coffers back up and how do we do that uh through divisiveness and war and chaos and death and fear fear mongering and there's going to be no change there's going to be no hope uh i i do foresee that uh with technology evolving it being a game changer uh, we're building a blockchain voting app, uh, which is beyond uh, when we have our presidential debate. I can speak about uh, this uh, February 29th. We just locked in. This is the first time I'm announcing it. it. happened yesterday at XR Studios, February 29th. The people are going to vote in the top six candidates because uh, there's over 150, maybe 200 now running for president. Uh, yep. So it could be a couple Democrats, Republicans, independents, uh, third parties, libertarians, Greens, so on. And it's up to the people, the people's choice. But this blockchain voting app is going to go beyond uh, voting people in through ranked choice voting, entire uh, presidential debates. Uh, we're going to be listing every single candidate running for office, currently in office, it's running for office, Democrat, Republican, third party, independents alike. And we're going to see a transition of where, how do I say, money will always be around. It's like guns aren't going anywhere. Money isn't going anywhere. It's going to be an influence one way or another, but where people can see where the money's coming from to support certain candidates and or endorsements. I see a lot of celebrities and organizations and coalitions that are attracted to not only our, presidential debate series, we kick off again the first debate at XR Studios in Hollywood, February 29th. We plan to have several more debates throughout the 2024 election. There's also a brewing idea. Nothing is set in stone yet, but we've been asked for equal elections to host a Democratic debate at XR Studios, hopefully uh, the week of uh, around January 19th. So that would be exciting to be a part of. We haven't seen a Democratic debate. But in any case, uh, the uh, blockchain voting app will transform our elections and bring about political transparency. So imagine having this this app beyond the traditional social media media uh, that is here to really transform our elections and get to these accountable candidates elective. We're going to give them a free and equal chance of winning beyond our presidential debates, which will break out into a United We Stand Tour in 25, 26, and I foresee us replacing most, if not every, members of Congress with accountable individuals. That is the key. Uh, Congress is way more important than the presidential race. Mainstream media and the system leads us to believe otherwise, but free and equal elections, uh, we see how to make real change from within. I, I, and we're I, holding I, a new paradigm that is outside of the current back. one, which is crumbling, and that new paradigm, we're going to lift all of those candidates and, and get them elected. There's no other way it's happening. That's good.
1: Right. Look, when I originally heard free and equal, okay, and the word elections following it, I didn't necessarily equate it with something you had found it. I just thought somebody was talking about elections being free and equal. And I put it into this context. When I say an election is free, that means anybody who is a citizen of this country should be free to run for an elected position. Equal, meaning that each and every one of us will be treated in the same fashion. Now if you have corporations who are now who can now be individuals and give one candidate 10 million dollars and the other candidate gets absolutely nothing how do we even call that equal why isn't America a country whereby each and every candidate that is qualified to run for office gets the exact same amount of exposure, whether it's monitoring or airtime. Now, I know that's not the way it works. I just want your opinion on that, because to me, that's free and equal.
2: It it can work one day. It is truly (laughs) uh, feasible within reason. And one day, someday, two day is kind of my model. So, uh, but Good. again, money is always going to be there. Super PACs are frankly a joke. I mean, yeah. we might as well have unlimited funding directly to the campaigns because they're yep. doing it indirectly with the super PACs and. Uh, despite there not being collaboration. I mean, how can there not be between all campaigns? I mean, it doesn't matter, these are third party independence of super PACs. So uh, it's a facade. Money is the big controller, hence why we need and will have a truly independent movement that brings in beyond monetary, you know, celebrities and coalitions and organizations that come in and endorse uh, certain candidates and individuals. And we're going to see more good money involved in our elections. As people see, uh, there's, there's a corporation that um I think there's a few good corporations out there if <laughs> yeah. that, you know. Um but if the people are sort of like, hey, I like this company, uh, uh, Dr. Bronner's Magic Soaps. That's cool that they're giving, you know, half a million yeah. to this candidate. Uh, I think I can trust that entity isn't going to control that candidate's viewpoints. I well, mean, when I, the, the owner, David Bronner, has been in front of the White House, you know, just like harvesting hemp and has been, a lot, yep. you know, been wrongfully uh, jailed. So it comes down to there's a lot more good money. I think that's going to come uh, towards good candidates, but also a lot of support beyond money. And to have an app where people can see, let's say a candidate's elected, well, hold on to that. Hey, I... Hold
1: on, hold, hold, hold on to that sure. because we're about to go to a break. And not only okay. do I want to go into the act deeper, but I also want to go over your um, scheduled yeah,
0: you
1: the discussions between the, the candidates. We'll be back right after this break, Visit people. Thank you. By
3: going you. to republicbroadcasting.org.
4: EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too.
1: EaseOff, LLC. 417-932-6419.
4: Or call us at 818-965-9113, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-965-9113, drinksupertea.com.
5: Einstein once said, future medicine will be the medicine of frequencies. What did he know? Imagine you hear ocean waves caressing a beach or a favorite song from the past or the trickle of the babbling brook. All of these are sound frequencies that positively affect us. Terahertz is a soothing, healing frequency that has been proven to resonate at the same frequency as healthy cells. It penetrates the body and stimulates new healthy cell growth. Want to diminish muscle aches, joint pains, and experience a greater sense of well-being? Tired of spending money on short-term remedies that never seem to work? Soothing, healing, relaxing terahertz frequency is now available and as handy as flipping a switch. Terahertz technology is changing the course of what we were taught about how to maintain our health and well-being. To learn more about this amazing breakthrough, go to naturalearthmedicine.com. That's naturalearthmedicine.com.
3: Are you sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the Internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we, the people, are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate Funding, and we do not sell trade or give away any of your information the battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits so please check out our site it's the best around and be sure to stop by our store it's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory come unite with us today at tlbtalk.com and join the social media revolution
1: Oh, I I would love to let that song play I really me would do. but and you know what when I was young and Simon and & Garfunkel was I I I didn't pay attention to it at all I didn't even like that song and now today I I use it as a theme song for one of my live radio shows and I listen to it every time I hear it it sends a chill through me Did did Paul Simon have um I don't know. Did he have a looking glass, Christina? <laughs> uh,
2: absolutely. I have chills when I hear that song and I uh, I meant to bring up that the venue that we're at just got the rights to play This Land Is Your Land. And oh. we're we're planning to have uh we're hoping someone like Tom Morello of Rage Against the Machine, Prophets of Rage, uh can oh yeah, uh uh do an acoustic of This Land Is Your Land just before the presidential debate February twenty ninth. So that song sparked that vision and <laughs> Uh, arts and music is, is so key in healing our nation. Yes. Music's the healer. And uh, we're going to have a lot of fun building this independent movement. So, yeah, that, that song is uh, a, a very meaningful. Thank you. I'm-
1: I, I, I love it. And, again, it ended up by being the theme song for the show. All right, look, there's two things that I want to open up this the second half of the show with. The first thing I'd like you to go over is the app. Let's talk a little bit more about it. Let's talk about what it can be used for. And then I want to spend some time on United We Stand.
2: Great. Yeah, I'm pulling up some text that's going up on our website soon regarding the app and The fundamental, this comes from Colin Cantrell of Nexus.io. He's uh, doing the coding and developing uh, for our blockchain app with the team and the designer. He does design for Apple, you know, the interface. So it's going to be really sharp. And um, what he wrote me is the fundamental reason as the blockchains, uh, blockchains are publicly audible ledgers. So they provide transparency into the vote count while also preventing votes from being lost, stolen, or forged. The first phase phase, that is, of the app that we're building for free and equal elections, and the voting for our debates to demonstrate the technology for selecting candidates for this debate, February 29th. But our long-term vision is building a framework and technological standard that could be used for future elections. The final outcome could combine counterfeit-resistant paper ballots that each tie with records on the blockchain, so people will be able to have assurance their vote was counted transparently. This builds confidence by allowing people to verify their vote was counted in a way there is 100% certainty it was not forged, manipulated, or changed in any step of the process. Our ultimate goal is to improve our electoral system and people's confidence in it, and our initial app is the first step towards that goal.
1: I got to I, I gotta make a point here because the biggest thing out of everything you said boils down to a very, very small portion of words, okay? Okay. I want to be able to check and see my vote was counted.
2: Yes. If we'll I want to be can, able to.
1: If I can do that, my confidence in the system screams up. And if I'm someone like you and I can pick a thousand people randomly. Across a state and call them and have them check and see if their ballots counted and all of them did. Think of the confidence you are lending to this system. I think it's well past due and I applaud you and your project for working on this. I really do. And I would love to see it as a national voting system one of these days.
2: Yeah, we're definitely going to be the 150 plus people running for president that don't get elected, minus one next November. You better believe we're going to ask all of them to run for Congress. And we're going to teach them uh, how, when they're elected, to implement blockchain voting. Uh, I think there could be a use of paper ballots and blockchain. Imagine casting your paper ballot and then you can go on the blockchain to see that your paper ballot was voted. This is going to inspire so many people that don't have uh, current hope in the system Might I add, when you don't have hope for change and hope or change or think that there's going to be change, you become a part of the problem. They want you to give up. They want you to be cynical. (laughs) They they want you to not be involved. And while I don't blame you, I don't blame people if if they're like, I'm not going to vote because I just it's a flawed system. I get that. But when it's fixed. You better vote. You got to vote like it's your duty to get involved, to make change. And we're going to work at the forefront uh, to, to make that happen with free and equal elections, working with so many other uh, organizations and coalitions and leaders and celebrities and individuals uh, that work so hard da- daily to, to make our world a better place beyond even America throughout throughout the world. Eventually, free and equal elections will spread.
1: I heard something A couple of years ago, and I would have to do some research into actually find it. But there was there was an organization out there that was tracking those who had lost interest in voting why because the system was so corrupt they figured why or my voice is never going to be heard why but there were there was an organization out there and I heard about this when I was a guest on someone else's radio show and basically what it was pointing to was that we had seen an increase in those losing the will to vote all the way up to and including the 2022 elections, excuse me, the 2020 elections, but we are starting to see that number dropping off since then. So when you say more people are listening, more people are waking up, it's because of the Liberty Beacon Project. It's because of Free and Equal. It's because of, and yes, I'm segueing I'm into that. United we stand. Now, I would really like to know a little bit more about that. Not so much me, but the audience, because to me, that's a stand out thing.
2: Yeah, thanks. I, I focus right now, I've been uh, told from a PR perspective, keep it simple, you know, focus on the yes. presidential debate tour into 2024. But it is so strategic that that presidential debate uh, tour, as we finish up the election, somebody's elected next November, uh, that we branch it out into the United We Stand, sorry, presidential debate series, that is, you know, maybe three presidential debates we'll have in 2024. Free and Equal is uh, going to be launching the United We Stand tour. Um, We've been hosting that as Free and Equal Elections has been presenting United We Stand for seven years uh, annually now, consecutively. So we kicked it off in 2014. So six, seven, eight, maybe eight years in a row now we've done United We Stand Festival. In fact, our keynote speaker last year was Robert F. Kennedy Jr. during South by Southwest and and many others. We've had a Marley on our stage to Marianne Williamson, you name it, Ben and Jerry's, like a lot of support of of organizations, coalitions. And so what United We Stand is, is bringing together uh, conscious artists and thought leaders and coalitions and organizations and celebrities, uh, independent media like yourself, the podcasts have really helped to bring transparency into what's going on in the world. And honestly, I think it's a big reason we don't have nearly as much chaos. It's because people can see and hear the truth and then aren't uh, beholden to mainstream uh just looking at a TV tube and uh, paper newspapers. It's shifted in our favor. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Truly, it has. I mean, they try to censor it, but well, it's just look, not when I was grow-
1: you're, you're talking about when I was growing up, and you you uh, on the weekends, you got news at noon, but the rest of the week, well, like three or four o'clock, Dan Rathers or somebody would come on, and you would get the news, and then um, late at night, you would get news, and that was it. And you had no way of asking questions. You had no way of inquiring as to why. So it has come so far. But at the same time, we were losing people, remember, all the way up until a couple of years ago. It has just started to turn around. Part of the reason it's turning around is because of organizations like yours, which is why I am so happy you came to talk with us today. I really am.
2: Thank you. You know, Dan Rather, Walter Cronkite, those are some rare oh, yeah. ones. But as far as mainstream in your era, there are not many more beyond that, that uh, spoke no. truth and honesty. So, but the United We Stand tour, uh, again, is bringing together the artist, conscious thought leaders to spark civic discussion and inspire people to run for office. So, we're definitely going to have candidates on that tour speaking on stage as well. And I see a lot of them running for Congress and then from federal to state to local levels. And when we replace a majority of Democrats, Republicans with independent-minded candidates, whether they're using the party line, like I think Trump used the Republican party line uh, to get elected, which he did because he inquired yeah. me about what it would take to get on the ballot as an independent before he declared running as a Republican. So truly an outsider, and a lot more candidates like Kennedy, uh, maybe Democrat, but broke away, went independent. Tulsi Gabbard broke away, went independent, both left the Democratic Party. We're going to see a lot more of that happening. Then they're going to need a platform like free and equal elections to give them that free and equal chance of winning. So the arts and the music, imagine, I mean, the frequency of unity and uniting our country, and when we rise in America, the whole world is going to follow. It's only a couple hundred people. I'm talking, can you count to 100, 200 people in Congress that are beholden to the powers that be, the military industrial complex, the pharmaceutical, the agriculture, uh, and, and and so on. And so uh, it's really, uh, really a lot easier to fix than we're led to believe. We have the psychological indoctrination of, oh, it's so much chaos and negativity, and it is what's going on and Israel and Palestine is unacceptable we have gone through this in different ways so many times you can't compare one to the next to the other to the indigenous to the African Americans to the women's rights like it's like come on let's just put all our differences together because we are so alike across the board for the most part we can agree on more things than not and the music is the healer it is what's going to unite our country and bring us together only takes two to three percent of the population to unite behind an idea the forefront of an idea and we're going to peacefully and lovingly with music and fun and arts take our country back and put an end to needless chaos.
1: You're talking about music, you're talking about art, you're talking about, and you're also talking about interfacing with the younger generation. Our biggest problem today exists in that younger generation, what they're not being taught. You ask the average student as they come out of school, ask them, stand in line and ask them what type of a, of governance do we have how many of them are going to say a democracy which is an absolute lie but that's what they're being taught listen to our politicians saying we have a democracy we don't but a democracy is much more controllable than a constitutional republic where we the people via our vote make our voice heard why do you think i believe you and your organization are so damn important Because you emphasize that. And if we lose all of our trust in the vote, then America now becomes another totalitarian regime. And nobody, nobody could prove me wrong on that.
2: Yeah, there's no if we're going to lose. It's when we prevail, when we rise as a nation. That is the only option. As long as I'm here on Earth and my heart is beating, (laughs) I will stop at nothing. I will continue to build and unite and I'm a team player, I'm a uniter, and I love working with different ideas across the spectrum. And I'll tell you, if, if I saw somebody else doing this, I would have handed over my baton and, uh, you know, be doing my jewelry design out of Bali, Indonesia. I lived there three years. I got a little retail shop around gems and stones. I'm very involved in my local community of Cambria, uh, bringing different indigenous elders and thought leaders into the town and involved in local elections. I've helped get uh, several, uh, particularly one of accountable candidate elected, uh, you know, building that real change from the ground up. If you're going to do it nationally, you've got to get involved in your local, it's just, it's just whoa, a duty whoa. to get involved whoa, in your whoa, local whoa, elections and community <laughs> as well.
1: Whoa, 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 because you keep saying these absolutely brilliant things, okay? You cannot change a nation by changing the federal government first. You have to change a nation by changing your community first and spreading it from there. If you don't start with the community, then it's the community that you didn't change that will come back to burn you. You are absolutely right. This has to be a local and expanding issue. Thank you, Christina.
2: You're welcome. I live in a little town, Cambria, California, 6,000, and run the most active social media town uh, page for the town called Cambria Currents. 7,000 people on it. So I know it's a duty to get involved in my local elections. And I see now uh, people that are leaders in our community and hosts that are putting on and helping to support events for Cambria Currents and, and help give back to our community, whether it's helping the animals get adopted or the elderly drive to the grocery store or showing up to, to local board meetings whatever you can do cleaning up through beautify cambria giving something back, whatever time you can carve, that's how we bring about the true cultural shift in mindset and bringing about uh, peace and love and, and compassion within our community. And that is where it spreads from the root the root of uh, roots, you know, the plant where it flourishes <laughs> yes. throughout the world and the galaxy. But that's a whole nother, I'm like, really, really excited to learn more about quantum physics and science of the future. Oh. First and foremost, we got to bring transparency in our elections when we do we're going to have good happen in space and even AI and like there's they're here they're not going anywhere we don't need chaos and space war that's the other war in space in the future I mean I see the writing on the wall and so um, we're going to put good money uh, not only into the campaigns and support but also into projects uh, like AI and space and all that aren't going anywhere and use them for great things in the world
1: (laughs) I I'm not going to Pop your bubble because I do believe everything you just said. But I worked for the military industrial complex for 30 years. I worked eight years in the military, excuse me, and 22 years for high tech company um, doing U.S. um, military contracts. And what I see is that both the technology they have, okay, and what is presented to us is far above what most people believe. And I would tell you that, and I cannot prove this, but just from what I believe and things that I've heard, that our space technology may be quite a bit further ahead than what we are actually being told. And that also um, applies to basically what we see as far as Internet technology, what we see in um, the ability to uh, use AI in fashions that you and I wouldn't even consider. Um, Do I believe that these things can be here to help humanity? I totally agree with you. I would also tell you that I know enough about those I left behind and I've been paying penance for for the last 15 years. I know enough about them to understand what they already have, and we need to... We need, basically what we need to do is negate what they've already started with the technology we're just starting to get, Christina.
2: Yeah, I don't trust our government at this time. Uh, G. Edward Griffin, I I have his book. Most people don't. The creature from Jekyll Island. uh, You know, I've learned a lot about the Federal Reserve. Note when you bring about the military industrial complex, my father worked for the Federal Reserve for nine years and quit one year shy of getting a lifetime government pension and then fought against tax increases, the income tax. So he taught me about uh, the Federal Reserve being created in 1913 and um, and uh, how uh, that feeds into the uh, you know the income tax, into the, the military and so on. Um, but when we, uh, as a, a nation, replace most members of Congress, we're going to see the power shift from the federal state to even local level. And I foresee through blockchain voting, Agreed. people are going to be able to self-govern themselves. So uh, there's not good money, uh, very much so, around AI. And space and so on. And you've been at the the belly of the beast, like my father, the Federal Reserve, oh, yeah. and you with the military-industrial complex. So, the current government cannot be trusted. <laughs> and uh, we're going to see that paradigm crumble, and we're going to see uh, in the blockchain technology that's been intentionally suppressed by the system, so they can maintain control. It's a it's a last resort, desperate attempt. But um, gosh, Congress—the average age is age is seventy plus years of age. Uh, it's expiring, to be frank, and we are going to see a whole new chapter of leaders and. A lot of people in the 18 to 28-year-old, I, at 27 years of age, ran for statewide office or for Secretary of State of California. My role now, uh, I'm, I'm doing enough, is to help inspire people to run for office. I have no desire to run again, but it is your duty to get involved if you don't run or when you run for office inspire others to run for office if it's not your path uh, endorse support give back to these candidates uh help get them on the ballot whatever it may be um so when we reform the system and we have good people in office we're going to see uh the uh flaws of the electoral system like let's see gerrymandering that's not going (laughs) to be an issue more to the restrictive ballot access barriers to the voting machines that's corrupt uh very flawed we're going to see that fixed Um, The the type of voting methods that we have, of course, we use the worst. Why does Congress support the singular vote? Because it's what helps get them reelected over and over again. It feeds uh, the wasted vote syndrome. Shame on the two-party system for blaming Ralph Nader for being a wasted vote. No, you guys, you're a product of your own demise by implementing singular vote. Uh, that's what allows wasted vote to happen. The the only waste of a vote is on the Democrats and Republicans that actually support these sort of measures. So I see uh, instant runoff voting and star voting and score voting and uh, any kind of alternative voting method is better than the current one. And I see these reforms all taking uh, place across the Electoral College being addressed and we're going to have those discussions within our presidential debates amongst many other topics, timely topics. And eventually our blockchain app is going to have the ultimate resource for all this information so people know what's true, what isn't true. And uh, I, I see, again, I see the power shifting to the local level. I
1: do, too. And I see it more and more. And I see more and more people waking up. Look, when, when this is done, it's going to be archived. Um, Tomorrow, I always publish an article. I will write a short article. I will embed this show in it, and we will pass it around as much as possible to not only our websites, but other websites that work with the Liberty Beacon Project and TLB Talk, our social media platform. What we've discussed here today are things that need to be discussed. If you're going to sit there and tell me that the United States or America is really screwed up right now, I'm going to agree with you. If you're going to sit there and tell me that this is going to get out of hand so quick and somebody doesn't do something, I'm going to agree with you. And then if you just sit there and stare at me, I'm not going to agree with you anymore. What we need and what we are starting to see is not only people becoming more aware, but understanding that this is a country of by and for we the people, and if we don't step up, stop complaining because it's not our country anymore, and you are helping people to realize that Christina, which is why I'm so glad you agreed to come here and talk with me today
2: well, thank you for your time and everything you do and I'm so oh the- no no you've got to give
1: us a synopsis here we've got about four or five minutes. I want you to give well, a synopsis of of your platform and what your plans are for the for the election year. And I will shut up for the next four minutes.
2: <laughs> I mean, the big thing I've been just mentioned during this entire interview is that the people are going to be voting at the top six candidates uh, for the February 29th debate presidential debate and uh, the blockchain voting will begin january 15th so we're going to be announcing that this coming week on our websites press release uh, a lot of big email lists have come out in support to uh, spread the word we've already had thousands of requests for information so january 15th through the 26th people will have the the uh, chance to vote in through ranked choice voting of the top six candidates they want to have on our live debate february 29th so i urge them to do that we've also been raising funds we hit our thirty thousand dollar goal which is exciting. I saw that. I um, saw that. We have, we have upped the venue from where we were originally going to be. We have now signed into contract at XR studio So, we're going to be increasing our fundraising goal to a hundred thousand this week uh, in order to cover a venue that's like of immersive three sixty. They have gone a non profit rate for us, and they're coming in and producing it as well. If like they produce shows for Taylor Swift, Will I Am, and the Music Arena, and uh, have great connections to moderators like John Stewart and others. I definitely hope we get Joe Rogan for February 29th, ninth, John nice. Stewart for our Democratic debate. Fingers crossed, manifesting anything's possible. And so yes. um, I urge people to go free and equal free and equal.org to cast your to sign up for the voting and uh, that voting will begin january 15th and you can also submit a question that um, we can consider uh, different ideas for the live debates uh, live debate in february 29th and possibly a democratic debate uh, january it looks like 18th or 19th i forget which day thursday is Uh, but the bigger vision of free and equal elections is um, you know our mission is to broaden electoral choices and really spark that civic discussion And back to inspiring people to run for office. So, you know, I've been hosting free and equal elections, been hosting presidential debates for 15 years. We hit the mainstream media when Larry King and I co-moderated free and equals presidential debate in 2012. And then in 2014, I heard Dr. Ron Paul, former congressman, say if we're ever going to bring about revolutionary changes, I like to drop the R and say evolutionary changes. He said two things would need to be involved. The youth and music, and that sparked the creation of United We Stand Festival, (laughs) because I realized the presidential debates weren't going to be enough, and I did not see anybody else creating a truly independent movement. And I knew there'd come a time, a pivotal time in history, uh, where an idea like this would need to happen in order to shift our world in a direction of where, as John Lennon would say, there's no problems only solutions so yeah you check out and go to free and equal.org and uh, you can get all our information there sign up for the voting app get involved because this is the first way first step to changing our country and our world is getting involved
1: christina i thank you so much and that's the music saying we got to go bye-bye you made my day you made my week you made my year thank you christina
2: <laughs> you so kind thank you roger and your team for all that you do